we were really looking for something that we could include our whole family in, kids included. So that kind of narrowed down the options with franchises that primarily dealt with children. Have you considered investing in a franchise or running one yourself? Are you searching for information to help you make the best decision possible for your future? Have you ever worried about whether the information you're finding has your best interests in mind? Welcome to the Franchise Rising Podcast. This show, we bring on experts, franchisees, selective franchisors to share strategies, stories, and expert advice to help women like you information on this show is not intended as an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to buy a franchise and is for information purposes only. I'm your host, Erin Carpenter. Let's get going with today's show. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Franchise Rising podcast, I have another franchisee on the line, and I'm thrilled to have her. So her name is Emily Healy, and she is a franchisee for the British Swim School. And Emily is actually just right around the corner from me here in Carlsbad, which is a North County, San Diego area. Really glad to have someone in our neck of the woods on the show. Welcome to the show, Emily. Thanks, Erin. It's good to be here. Great, great. Hey, Emily, for the listeners, listeners, why don't you go ahead and tell them a little bit about yourself and, uh, and, and British Swim School? Yeah, well, that, that could be a long story. We'll just... um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we have been here in the San Diego area just for about three years now. Moved around a lot um, with my husband's job and our two kids. My son is eight and my daughter just turned six. Um, Before they were around, I uh, was a massage therapist. That was something that I really enjoyed doing. I love to do energy work in particular. And I did that up until I had the kids and then I was full-time with them and also doing a lot with our homes, we actually invested in real estate. So every time we moved, we would keep our homes and rent them out. Did a lot with that. I actually counted our moves. We did a literal, I've done a dozen moves in my life. So, oh wow. Yeah, but we're very, very glad to be settled in this area. It was like all of those moves just led us to paradise here in Carlsbad. So, very happy to be here. We were always interested in business ownership. We really wanted something where we could ideally set our own schedules within reason, of course. And, you know, we we enjoy being leaders in situations. So we really liked that idea of being business owners that we could kind of create a, a positive culture. The way that we found British Swim School was kind of an accident, um, at least the way that we found fr- franchising, I should say, was a bit of an, an accident where we weren't necessarily looking to start a franchise. We were just interested in business ownership. So we went to an SBDC meeting. This was, timeline is so fuzzy, like I'm sure a lot of people you talk to is just like this whirlwind of uh, buying a franchise and everything that comes before. So 
want to say it was about two years ago that we went to that meeting and we met uh, Roxanne Rapsky um, with FranNet and she got us very interested in franchising with her talk. So we really liked the idea of starting a business that had a really good template for us and a lot of the, the kinks worked out, kind of best practices figured out, jumping on board with something that was fairly well established really interested us so that we didn't have to start from the ground up. We started there and then worked with her looking for different franchises. We were really looking for something that we could include our whole family and in, kids included. So that kind of narrowed down the options with franchises that primarily dealt with children. So, you know, we had it, we ended up with just a couple of options and British swim school was a standout as far as how organized they were, how developed their program is over 37 years. So what really sets British Swim School apart is both their program and then their focus on customer service. So coming from a customer service background myself, aside from massage therapy, I worked in restaurants for a number of years, five I think. Um, I really had an idea in my head about what good customer service looked like mm -hmm. and seeing how British Swim School really puts an emphasis on serving their customers but then also staying true to their program that if you stick to the program, there will be success was something that, that really was a standout for them. So yeah, that's kind of basically the, the story. Um, so British Swim School is a water survival and a learn to swim program. The focus initially is on safety and being able to survive in an emergency situation. And, and that was also another aspect that really set them apart from other swim schools in my mind. Yeah. So can you take me back a little bit more to Roxanne's uh, support with you and, and in this journey of, of discovering British uh, swim school and talk a little bit more about that decision to choose them. I understand their yeah. focus on the program and service that's important to you. What else, what other brands did you look at if you feel comfortable or did you look at any and yeah, we helped? did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, well, the way that, that process looked like. Yeah, yeah. Um, the first thing that we did in that meeting was we filled out this questionnaire that had us describe our values and some personality traits. And it's actually that um, 16 personality test. So, um, both my husband and I were the um, diplomat advocate type personalities where it's very important to us to be of service but to provide something that is quality so that kept on coming up in all of these questionnaires and all of these discussions with Roxanne that we wanted to do something that people could value something that was of the highest quality and that would really give back to the community so with that in mind, she, you know, she found a few different franchises, one of which, you know, was immediately out the door for us. It was like a kickboxing gym, something like that. It just kind of like came and went um, because it turned out that we would be on the floor like it's an owner running the entire thing. Mm. So, you know, like 
12 hour days, that kind of thing. And it wasn't something that our children would have been able to be involved in. And given that I homeschool and we didn't want to change that part of our lifestyle, that was just, you know, immediately after the first call, we decided that that wasn't for us. So we ended up with two different options, one being the swim school and one being, um, it was a like interactive music class for small children. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like a three-piece band and it looked like a lot of fun. But what it came down for me was deciding between something that had like this major responsibility to it, being the swim school that helping children learn to survive in water and operating a business in water with children, there's a whole lot of responsibility to that. And to be honest, that frankly scared me initially. You know, I, I would kind of like fluctuate between like, well, do I want to do the swim school and like do this like huge service to our community and have it be something that is really meaningful in preventing drowning and all of this? Or do I want to do something that's kind of more light and fun in this music class? The other piece of it was that the population that we would serve would be a bit different, that a lot of people are willing to invest in water survival and learn to swim lessons for their kids. Mm. But there's not as many people who could or would invest in this, you know, kind of fun music class. Not, you know, I, I really value music and education and arts and education and those things. But, you know, I, I kind of felt like one is more of a necessity where one was a bit of a luxury. Yeah, Emily, one of my, uh, one of my greatest mentors in college from an entrepreneurship perspective, always advised, find the painkiller, not the vitamin. Huh. Yeah, I like right? it. That's so at the end of the day that you're really striking a chord with something that's absolutely so critical from a, from a, you know, a life-saving perspective. So you, you found a business opportunity that was not only a painkiller, but it was also, it also spoke to you from a service perspective. And it also sounds that you're like, you're really stretching your comfort zone a little bit too. And feeling like not only are you starting a business, but what I love is you were, you realized that was an extra step responsibility wise to take on because it did deal with people's lives. So, so, so kudos to you for that. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. It was, and still is something that I need to remind myself every day that, you know, I am capable of this. You know, I have two kids of my own that Mm -hmm. I've managed to keep alive and not only that, but they're thriving and they're doing great. And you know, who's to say that, that I'm not someone who is capable of doing this. That has definitely been one of the bigger challenges is just that, that belief that, that I'm capable of doing this. It's the whole thing is kind of a leap of faith. You know, you, you do as much research as you can. So we spoke to like 10 different franchisees um, over a long period of time. And we really put a lot and a lot of thought into this. It wasn't kind of the more typical process that Roxanne would go through where it would be a matter of months. We actually took over a year to make our decision about this because life, life was still carrying on too, you know? And so there was a lot of other things that, that we wanted to get solid and put in place before we took on this responsibility because we don't take it lightly. So we wanted to make sure that we would be in a place where we could really put in more time. I could put in more time. I could put in more of myself into this business without being so distracted Mm. with everything else. So after speaking to a lot of franchisees, we did decide to go to the Discovery Day. So that's where we went to headquarters in Florida in the Fort Lauderdale area. And we met Rita Goldberg, the founder, and we met 
um, many of her staff and really enjoyed the time spent with them. Felt like we learned a lot more about the business. Even then it wasn't like this gut feeling that was like, yes, this is, this is it. Um, and I think a lot of that is because of our personality types. Um, my husband and I, and, and just caring so much and just being very introspective and being thoughtful about all of the choices that we make. Even if I had that gut feeling was like, yes, this is the one, I still would have been asking all of the questions. We did that discovery day in October of 2017. And I believe we, we signed the franchise agreement in February. So we did still take some time to decide. And of course, we were thrilled when they said that they wanted us on board. And we just said, you know, we've got to crunch some more numbers, we have to sleep on it. And you know, do everything that's required to make a huge life decision like that. I'm definitely glad that we did it. And it's been a lot just even being a franchise and having like this framework set out for you and having these steps set out. It is it is a lot of work and it's not somebody necessarily holding your hand all the way through. With my lack of business expertise, you know, I had customer service. I felt comfortable talking to people and doing the one-on-one -on -one kind of stuff. And dealing with the children. That was the part that I was super excited oh, yeah. about. Just seeing kids every day and watching their progress and see them go from being afraid to being safe and happy swimmers was a very exciting, motivating idea to me that that's what I would get to do. And then just talking to people about the program, because once I got it, like I really got it and I understood what, what sets British Swim School apart. And they have this motto, survival of the littlest, that really hit me in the heart and got me thinking about that, like, okay, well, that's, that's an idea that I can get behind. And that's something that I can work hard for and make these sacrifices and feel good that I'm doing something important. And it's great for my kids too, you know, them, them learning about this. And it's been very fun and exciting to listen to what they're picking up and hear them talk about the lessons, you know, Oh, Graham moved up to Swimbury today and, you know, they like, they know the students' names and they know the levels and some of the goals and it's, it's just been a lot of fun. And so I'm relieved and happy that it, that it's turning out to be what I hoped it would be, that it really is a family yeah. business. So Emily, are you actually conducting the swim lessons or do you have an instructor? I am not conducting the swim lessons. Another little bit of honesty there is that I'm not a great swimmer. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this was because we do offer adult lessons that I'll be signing up for. I didn't feel comfortable teaching my own kids how to be safe in the water right. because I, I didn't feel confident myself. When you go in to your training, we have a business training and we have an aquatics training. And before you can even attend your business training, you have to have an aquatics director. And that's the person who initially teaches the lessons, but they hire instructors and train them. They get extensive training. They're all, you know, lifeguard, CPR, first aid certified, all that good stuff. So that person is an incredibly important hire and a hire that a lot of people, it, it can take some time because it's, it's, it's your most important hire. Right, right. And definitely stress and sweat over it trying to find somebody. But this was kind of like just another kind of, you know, sign that like this is supposed to happen and it's, it's meant mm -hmm. to be successful was that um, Jamie, our aquatics director, actually moved here from another British swim school in St. Louis. Huh. So yeah, the timing was just... Good timing perfect. for you, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, so I'm curious, Emily, 
I want to hear a little bit more about your research process, both the conversations you had with the, gosh, 10 or so other franchisees. Yep. And then also after that, it, it sounds like you guys deliberated or you, you, you did a lot, a lot of due diligence, even beyond what others had done in the past. So I want to also hear what, what really put you over the edge and pushed you forward. Like if there was one critical thing, but first, but first the conversations with 10 or so franchisees and what I'm, what I'm guessing is that validation phase. Yep. What questions did you ask? What were those conversations like? And was there anything in particular that resonated with you? Yeah. Well, we, we definitely had a lot of questions. I was the, the diligent note taker and my husband asked most of the questions that we had created beforehand. So a lot of what we wanted to know were those questions of, is this even realistic for our family as far as the time that we need to put in and how much we can involve the kids. So many of the questions that we would ask would be, you know, during the startup phase, how many hours were you putting in? Was it kind of flexible as far as what time of day you could do the work? And, you know, then also getting kind of like this range of time, like that is the startup phase. How long did it take you to get to cash flow positive? How long did it take you to break, to get to break even all of that kind of stuff. So there were the financial questions and then like the time questions as well as just wanting to know more about their background so that we could see if we had some things in common to see if the culture of the the corporate culture was something that we would fit into. So it was, you know, about half and half as far as where we felt like, yeah, this is somebody that, you know, we could have dinner with and have a good conversation with versus we would talk about the business and it would be great, but we don't really have the same story. And of course we don't have the same story as, anybody not you know certainly not in detail but finding that it was something where the hours spent could be flexible we knew that you know lessons are run primarily in the evenings and then weekday morning or excuse me weekend mornings um you know those times aren't flexible when i have to be on deck i have to be there and i can't you know change the time and everything but we did discover that that it would work with what we had going already and that, you know, I did, I had to make some changes of course and had to be flexible and, and make some fa- sacrifices on how I deal with my time and everything. But it really didn't take our kids long to get used to it. You know, they used to be able to request, well, let's go to the park or, you know, different activities living in this area. There's so much to do, but now they understand, oh, we're, we're going to go, go to a pool and see if they would be interested in establishing a relationship or whatever it might be. They know now that there's work to be done. Which yeah. is a good lesson as well. It really is. It definitely is. <laughs> I, I think that, yes, helping them to prepare for real life because the way that we have been able to do homeschool, frankly, isn't real life. You can't just say on a whim, I want to go to the park every single day. So that has been good. You know, kids are adaptable. It's worked out well. So there were those kinds of questions, um, as well as just finding out now that you're a franchisee, how do you feel like you, you get a lot of support from corporate? Do you feel like you get a lot of support from the other franchisees? 
is there a clear company culture? What is it? Those kinds of questions to find out. (laughs) It's a mixed bag because it's a mixed bag of franchisees, you know, but a lot of variables. Yeah. And everybody has a different perspective, different people require more or less or accept more or less, you know, advice and direction from headquarters and that kind of stuff. But now that we have been through the experience ourselves, we see that, that it is what we, we require, you know, that there is a really good amount of support as far as what we need. And I think that they're very adaptable, that they can be flexible with what different franchisees need. So, you know, to be perfectly honest, after 10, 10 calls it, we didn't have that. Yes, this is an idea after discovery mm-hmm. They We didn't have the yes, this is it. It was really, again, back to that, that leap of faith kind of thing. But there was so much positive feedback about the program and the company culture as well, that there are people that truly do care. And that really mattered a lot to us. So, you know, I think during the process, it would be, it would be nice or people would, would like there to be that, that yes, definitely feeling or to get a lot of solid concrete answers. But even in a franchise where you have this, this framework, there is, there are different personalities and people do run their businesses differently. So there's never going to be any guarantee at some point you have to, you have to just take the jump if yeah. you're if you're sure enough you've run the numbers you've talked to enough people it fits with your why with yep. your lifestyle um, servicing the community which is yep. sound it does sounds like it does so how so that's great you know kudos for you for uh, taking you know pushing your comfort zone and, and taking that leap of faith thank you okay so tell me you run tell me about the actual lessons and and you and I had spoken with this spoken about this on the phone before our mm-hmm. before our uh, interview yeah where do you run the lessons how does that work yeah so that was another part of this business model that was really appealing to us is that yeah. it was accessible only because we didn't have to do a multi-million dollar build out with a pool that would that would have not been possible for us the business model is that we lease warm indoor water. That's okay. what, uh, the beginning process when we started our onboarding was pool scouting. So we would go around and we'd look at all the indoor pools in the area of which there's really not that much in Southern California. There's tons of outdoor pools. So like the hotels were out. We were mainly focusing on um, fitness centers. So British Swim School does have a national relationship with LA Fitness that they've worked really hard to get and to maintain, and it's a solid relationship. And so they were really excited and happy to have somebody moving into this area. So one of our locations is in LA Fitness, the one off of Vista Way and Oceanside. And then we have a physical therapy pool as well. We were very fortunate to find that. It took some kind of outside of the box thinking, I was trying to think like, where, where are these pools? Like, I know that they exist. Where can we find heated indoor water in Southern California? So I was thinking about, you know, universities that might have a kinesiology program, like just a lot of different kind of businesses or um, facilities that might have an indoor pool. 
And it was tough, but we found the the physical therapy center. It's All Star Physical Therapy, and it's a great group of people there. They've been very supportive and very kind and accommodating. So we have that pool there that is very warm. It's small. It's a little bit darker in there, so that's actually really nice for the our youngest students. We start at three months old, so getting babies into you know kind of a, a larger brighter cooler pool while we do it and so far it's been great like I do like the idea of having something that's just a little bit more womb like for the for the brand new ones right um so we have yeah so that's a, a really good um kind of balance I think having the small really warm physical therapy pool and then having the bright sunny um LA fitness pool so that's that's really nice and they're actually pretty close together and they're both accessible and right off of the 78 so that's worked out really well for us so far great how long between the time that you signed or went let's say you were in discovery had discovery day in february that was in october 2017 october. and then yeah. you signed in february mm-hmm. right yep and then when did you actually open your doors, so to speak, or when did yeah. you have the first lesson? How long did that take? Well, um, we spent the spring doing all of the startup stuff. So all of our getting, you know, the, the tax identification numbers and the business licenses. And I don't even remember at this point how much stuff. I mean, that there was just lists and lists of things that we needed to accomplish. So that, that took a fair amount of time. All in all, I would say that we started in April. So after sign up, it still took a little bit of time to get to the point where we were doing a lot of the initial onboarding kind of stuff. So in that period, we were working on our small business loan. Mm -hmm. And then we started in April with all of our actually like business formulation kind of stuff, Um, getting the escort, meeting with the lawyer, finding a bookkeeper, all of that good stuff. We started that in April and then we had a training in June and a training in beginning of July. And then we opened our first pool at the end of July and our second pool mid-August. Wow. Pretty impressive. It's great. So I love this. I love that we're talking with some franchisees who are just getting going. It's, it's exciting. And we find we have a lot of our listeners who are, who are in your phase too. Yeah. So it's great. Great to hear this. Okay. So you've just gotten started and you've also talked about a grand opening that you have coming up. Yes. So, you know, although we've been officially running lessons and open for a while, we wanted to wait a little bit until we had some more students and so that we could have a more grand, grand opening, right? We have uh, a PR company and that's something that British Swim School Corporate is generous enough to help us out with. So they provide a, a PR company to work with you during your initial opening phase. And we are going to have our grand opening on October 29th. We wanted to do it around Halloween because we thought that would be a lot of fun to have all of our staff in costumes and have a costume contest. And we're doing that at the LA Fitness because that is the larger of our two locations. Mm -hmm. And it also coincides with our survival week. So every quarter we run what we call survival week where students can actually get in the pool in their clothing so that they can feel what it would be like if they were to fall in the pool or the lake or whatever it might be in their clothes. It's a very different feel and we want them to know how to still 
roll over onto their back, float, rest, breathe, and call for help. Also, you know, they wear their suits underneath, and so they can um, remove clothing and water, use them as flotation devices. There's a lot of different survival techniques that we focus on during that week. So we thought it would be really fun to do that around Halloween with the grand opening. Um, I have to check it out. Yeah, so you'll see, you know, kids going in the water in their Halloween costumes, and that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll have a lot of themed stuff. I'll get some... I still need to search for them. I got to do my online hunt for pumpkin shaped like beach balls and stuff yeah, like that. But that's really clever. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. Okay. So I'd, I'd love to round this out with some just thoughts about your vision going forward. You talked a little bit about during your research process, choosing British swim school and, and feeling like that felt that that matched what you saw as um as, as a successful model, helping you achieve success. What does success look like for you? What Do you mind sharing some of your goals? So if, if we were to talk a year from now, two years from now? Yeah, what, yeah, absolutely. What, what would success look like? Well, for us, one of the reasons why we've always wanted to be business owners is to have that freedom to spend more time together as a family and to be the one to call the shots and say, this is a family business. So when we have a larger office space and we're all working in there together. We want it to be a place where, or it will be because we get to decide, <laughs> a place where people can bring their kids so they don't have to take them to an outside daycare. You know, all of our management team, we'd love for, for it to be a place where our kids come and hang out and their kids can come and hang out. And we really just have that, that culture of, we want to help you live the life that you want to live and spend time with your families and, you know, enjoy your lives while we're helping other people, you know, enjoy swimming and then saving lives. That's a really important part of it for us is to really being able to spend more time together as a family and helping our employees to do the same. And then, you know, of course we, we would love to be able to take vacations and visit you know, interesting places. My, my kids really love, um, well, we all love the Studio Ghibli movies. It's like this Japanese animation studio and they have really sweet movies that are just very peaceful. And we'd love to go to Japan and see like their version of Disney World is, is this uh, Studio Ghibli amusement park and just things like that that have always just kind of been dreams, but mm -hmm. that we could really do things like that and see the world and and do it together. And then also we have these goals and dreams of being able to help others as well. So once we, you know, have a good solid foundation laid for our own family, then we can help others. So we'll do scholarships to the swim school. Wow. There's a lot of other, you know, kind of social issues and social, social justice issues that are close to our hearts that we want to be able to help with a lot of things that we have in mind for the future as well as just, we have tons of like hobbies that we're into. And so really, I mean, we were just talking about it last night, how given our personalities, there's really no limit to what we want to do, but being able to be creative and help, you know, building ourselves and growing as people while helping others is really what it's all about for us. I love that, that freedom, helping others, making an impact. It's, it, it definitely seems to be a common theme on this show. So that's great. 
Yeah, that's great. Well, Emily, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to share this with everyone. Hey, if anyone listening to the show has any questions, you know, whether it's about your experience, British Swim School, how can they contact you? Uh, they can email me. I would uh, give out my my personal email because British Swim School owns my email address and they're not agreeing to this. I am. So um, okay. emilyjhealy at gmail.com. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Thank you, Erin. All, right. All right. You have a wonderful day. You too. I know that time is one of the precious things you don't get back. And I really appreciate you taking your time to listen to the Franchise Rising podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you're listening to the show. If you'd like to hear more, hit subscribe. Or if you don't know how to subscribe, just go to FranchiseRising.com slash subscribe and we'll guide you to the right place there. Until next time, have a great week.